When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. <laughs> Hello and welcome to The Villain Was Right, the podcast where we look at movies and TV from the villain's perspective and dare to ask, were they really all that bad? I'm your host, Rebecca Reed, And I'm your host, Craig Faye. And this week, we are, so, this year, we are, so, we're kicking it off with Amadeus. Amadeus, Amadeus. <laughs> I, I, I have not got that song out of my head, which is so sad because this whole movie is filled with Mozart songs. Right? You were but, doing the same thing? Oh, 100%. 100%. The, the Simpsons, Dr. Yes. Zayas, Dr. Zayas, so you just get Amadeus, Amadeus. Amadeus. Yes. <laughs> The entire ra- before I even watched this movie, that's what I was doing. I was just walking around my house saying that alone. Ridiculous. Yeah. No, of course that's what I because I'm I don't know broken in some way. There's no way because we were all raised on The Simpsons. I think and this so. This is like this movie came out the year that I saw uh, I was born. Uh, so in no way had I ever had they, this experience this as a child because also who's going to sit through a three hour movie as Woo! a child? <laughs> <laughs> no, this was my first watch for sure. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think maybe I'd seen it once before but most of the details this was the first time through. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. I, I'm going to, although I am going to kick it to you to describe this movie. <laughs> yeah, okay. So uh, if you have not seen Amadeus, uh, it is the uh, sort of the story of uh, Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart, uh, maybe you've heard of him, uh, <laughs> very famous classical musician, but it's uh, told from the perspective of Antonio Salieri, who is like his contemporary and his uh, enemy. Um, and the movie starts with him trying to commit suicide by slicing his own throat, uh, bold choice, screaming that he is the one who killed Mozart. And then we kind of catch up with him in an ins- in, a, in an insane asylum. Like like they pulled out all the stops. They pulled out all the stops. They did not know how to do uh, 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 psychological care in the s- late 1700s. Anyway, um, so he proceeds to sort of tell the story of like meeting Mozart and like wanting him to be this cool guy because he's Mozart is this child prodigy that's like you know. Uh, writing his first operas at 12 and all the rest, which is all true. And then uh, he meets him for the first time. Salieri meets Mozart for the first time and finds that he is this, like, disgusting, (laughs) vulgar uh, man who's, like, chasing women around and, like, grabbing their dresses and all the rest. And Salieri, and this basically sets the tone for the whole movie, is he is, like, a poor guy who worked his way up to be, like, the, um, the, uh, the, uh, composer in residence for the king or the emperor uh so he worked his way up from nothing and has like dedicated his life to music and promised god uh he he says like i want you make me a great composer and i will just like speak of your glory and i won't touch women and i won't like be i won't do anything basically but just be a musician if you just let me be good and so like he kind of works up and then mozart walks in and is just a fucking ass, <laughs> but is so talented um, where they sort of get, uh, and so they, they kind of come into conflict with each other. I'll hit on most of the main points here, but like um, uh, one of the things is that uh, uh, Mozart, when they first meet, Mozart immediately improves on a song that Salieri wrote to like welcome him there and just remembers it right away. And this is like a song he's worked so hard on. And then uh, Mozart is, despite being very successful, is very poor. Uh, so he's trying to get this job, like tutoring the, the princess in music. And uh, Salieri is so pissed off at him for being good that he uh, basically tricks his wife into showing up and like trying to have sex with him. And then he like throws her out on the street and embarrasses her. Um, that's, that's a bad one. We'll talk about that. <laughs> that's a bad 
Um, but then, like, it's it's just kind of is going through the 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 whole movie where Mozart is kind of constantly pushing up against these rules and these laws and the ways that they do things. And Salieri is so fucking jealous the whole time. And it eventually ends. There's there's a lot of like little incidences here, and we might get into those. But like, it basically ends with Salieri um, hatches this plot to um, hire Mozart to uh, write his uh, a, a requiem, like a, a, a song for a funeral. And he convinces him that Mozart is basically writing it for his own funeral. Mozart gets very sick. Salieri overworks him to get this done. And then Mozart dies. And Salieri is sitting there years later. No one remembers any of his songs. Everyone remembers Mozart's, and he's like the king. And as he goes down the hall, he's like, "I'm the 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 patron saint of mediocrity." <laughs> 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 I think like there's lots of other little things in there. Like he, uh, you know, he writes a a, a ball- like he's not allowed to put a ballet in an opera, and like Mozart defies. Like basically, it's Mozart just breaking the rules and succeeding kind of all the way through. Am I wrong? No, you, yeah, I think you nailed it. Yeah, oh, and Mozart's also terrible with money. He's spending money. Yeah. His dad was a famous composer. This kid's a child prodigy. He, like, gets his dad to leave. His dad dies. He's haunted by him. Um, but it's, it's most importantly, it's told from Salieri's perspective. Absolutely. That's where we start and end. <laughs> start and end. We start with the villain. You know we always like it. Um, and guys, we are going to get to who we think the villain of this movie is in a bit. But first, we want to thank the sponsor of the pod, this podcast, this episode. Uh, it's the Bourbon Pursuit Podcast. It's the Bourbon Pursuit Podcast. Guys, it's 2022. It's time to start drinking the good stuff. All right? It's been <laughs> hard. All right? And you, who, I don't know what the good stuff is. I need someone to tell me. Bourbon Pursuit podcast is going to do that for you. Yeah, exactly. They um they they go into like the science, the history, and the stories behind you know e- each label and and things like that. So like in addition to learning about a cool drink, you also learn about these companies because like believe me, like so many of these like little niche companies and like the way that drinks are and why they are can be so interesting. Like when you get into the minutia of like one specific thing, it's like it's a whole other world. Um, and it's it's absolutely uh, fantastic. And they do three episodes a week. Three episodes a week. Good excuse to drink, huh? Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> I just call it studying at this point. I'm studying. I'm learning. Yeah, and if you're like me and you don't really know much about bourbon, take your knowledge from being a bourbon, uh, like take your knowledge from being a bourbon novice all the way up to being a bur- bourbon baron. That's a hard word to say. They wrote that. <laughs> They wrote it, but Bourbon Baron—that's a—that's a little treat for me to say. Um, yeah, so uh, by all means, uh, join your host Kenny Coleman, Ryan Cecil, and Fred Minnick on an epic bourbon adventure. Subscribe and follow Bourbon Pursuit wherever you get your podcast. Thank you very much for sponsoring us. And now, who's the villain of this? Amadeus. It's my boy Sal. Yes, yeah, Sally. Yeah, Sally Aries. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. He's the self-confessed villain of this. He's really into it. He's yeah. <laughs> He's really, really into being a villain. He you is. Know what I mean? He loves his little tail. It's great. I love it. He he really he looks like a villain at the end for sure. He gets more and more sinister looking. He does. As time goes on. Also, like a neck bandage is going to be hardcore no matter what you do. <laughs> no matter how you arrive there. <laughs> Yeah, neck bandage says this guy did some shit. You know yeah. what I mean? Something happened. And anybody who's, I'm just going to say this, anybody whose story can can destroy a priest there to take your confession uh, maybe has some, some points, though. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, that priest at the end is just like, and it's just a framing mechanism to tell the story, but this priest looks defeated. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he looks a little fucked up for sure. I mean, yeah, once you listen to that tale, you also have to assume that the person in front of you is, well, I mean, he's here for a reason. He's losing his mind. He is. To think that by his hand, just through making him write a song or paying him to write a song, which is his job. Ostensibly, <laughs> yes. It It is his job. He has written of death before. Um... I don't really think he killed him. <laughs> no, I don't think either. I don't think he was necessarily nice to Mozart throughout this. But Rebecca, let me just say here, uh, 
I am coming in hot for Salieri. Ooh, right. I am I am incensed by this. Uh, <laughs> oh, do tell. Okay. We're both artists. <laughs> okay. Right? I like this already. I know where this is there going. There is nothing more maddening than talent. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like when somebody shows up and they do something so well, mm-hmm. just without a thought... Or without, you know, yeah, just like, oh, I'm just good at this. And you had to work so fucking hard at it. I hate that. I hate that so much. I don't, okay. I feel like this is a lesson I learned pretty early on. Because I used to feel that way so strong. I would say my, my boy Sal here is going through what I would say for the first five years of comedy, how I felt. Sure. Every time I was in a room, somebody's like, whatever, tearing it up. They're like younger than me or they've been doing it for less time or whatever weird, whatever weird number you put in your own head for some reason that doesn't make any sense, but whatever you're, yeah, yeah, you're, yeah. you know what I mean? You're analyzing everything way too much, right? And then at a moment, most of the time, the people that I were, was like, really jealous of like oh my god i can't believe it they worked harder than me oh yeah they just do okay like even okay like let's even look at mozart here they say this everybody says the exact same thing about this guy asshole or not he works 24 hours (laughs) this guy is crushing it yeah but okay and here's the other infuriating thing okay because it comes down to rules right like like in this world um we have uh, Emperor Joseph II, right? He, this is it. This uh, they're in. Um, uh, 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 oh, why can't I think? Is it Vienna? They're yeah. in Vienna, <laughs> uh, and it's like the emperor is here, and like the emperor loves music. Okay, so he hires all these people to be around him and make music and write operas and everything like that. And Salieri says off the top, he's like, "I do everything. I help poor musicians." So there are poor musicians. You know what I mean? And then there are musicians who get the chance to like write royal operas, okay? And like be these people. And that's that's a fucking pristine gig for anybody, especially at that time. And because of that, there are rules, right? There are rules like I don't want ballet in my operas or, uh, you know, or you can't do the play Figaro because my cousin Marie Antoinette got her head cut off because of me. <laughs> right? And everybody else seems to have to play by these rules except for Mozart who walks in with his fucking genius and then decides like, oh no, I'm just going to do an opera on Figaro. And they're like, that's fucking illegal. The, the guy who pays us so we're not poor all the time has said that that's illegal. Stop doing that. So like Salieri is this villain for like snitching on him and saying, no, you're risking everybody's jobs. You're risking the gig. Okay. You're risking ah. the fucking gig. Because let me tell okay. you. Okay. All right. You know I'm, what I mean? I'm, I'm starting to come around. I'm starting to come around. You're to this risking idea. the gig. Because yeah. let me tell you, if you are not an artistic person, let me yeah. give you this, or you're not in the art world, let me uh, let me put this into terms for you. You get, you're a painter. Okay. You're a painter. You get hired by a bank to draw this mural on the side of their building. And they say, we really would like something that celebrates the history of the community that we're in and our part in it. But other than that, fair game. And then you, as a painter, go and uh, uh, do a whole big picture of uh, pigs rolling around in money, fucking each other with a big banner that says, rise up against your capitalist lords. And yeah, congratulations, you didn't compromise your vision at all. But you know what's going to happen? You know what's going to happen? The bank's not going to go and hire another artist. They're going to go, I guess that wall's white now. You know what I mean? You've ruined it for everybody for the future. And that is exactly what Mozart is doing. Old sellout Craig, you know? Yes! <laughs> no, I totally get what you're saying, man. Like, I, the amount of times I've been on a gig and watched a comedian burn it to the ground... And I'm like, this isn't about your vision tonight, dude. Right. We're in a small town. We were paid X amount of dollars. These people got babysitters. They came out tonight, bought some beers. Just try and make them a little happy. Try and entertain them. That's your job, not to show up 
in fucking Orangeville, Ontario to make a statement. There's no need. <laughs> okay, run your own show, right? Right. Get something downtown. That's what, Those aren't the money shows. You know what I mean? You do your side stuff on the side of like, this is the real me. Check it out. This is crazy. And then, yeah, when you're booked on a gig, you're right. I'm coming around to this so hard. Right? Absolutely. Yeah, he's bur- he's he, he's burning the gig to the ground. He's burning the gig to the ground. Woo! Constantly. There's all these other composers who are, like, doing the journeyman work. And Salieri is not a bad composer. Y- you know, he uh, Joseph II loves him. Yeah, he's just he's a, he's a road comic. He's got to change up the act. You know what I mean? Yes, he's, he's a ro- Mozart he's is the road. His ways. Yes, he comes in, he gets the job done. Nobody's blown away. <laughs> right, exactly. No one remembers him, but he gets the job done. And yeah, and it's it's to to take this metaphor further. <laughs> it's Mozart is also the guy whose behavior is a problem, but that everybody makes excuses for because he's a genius. You know what I mean? Like there's there's a tendency in our society to celebrate the 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 wild burn it to the ground genius, right? Who's no good with money, sleeps around, treats women badly, um all these sorts of things, right? Doesn't know how to manage his money, is constantly in debt to people. These are all things that Mozart is in this movie, right? Um and uh it it's excused and he does better than the people who are, are, are being decent. You know what I mean? Like he says, like Salieri says, why did you pick this vulgar child as your voice? Like he's speaking to God. He's like, why did you pick this vulgar child as his voice? Yeah. I have to assume most of the stuff he's doing is extra vulgar because like, okay. So an example is they're at this party, this masquerade sort of situation. And if they lose a game, they have to do a dare, basically. And at one point, they're like, they've got this lady on stage and they're like, show us your legs. Show us your legs. If showing your legs is <laughs> wild, the shit that Mozart does is uh, is out of uh, off planet, out yes. of control. It just yes. absolutely out of control. I That made me laugh so hard. I love that so much. Show us your legs. <laughs> Can you imagine the raw power you would feel if you showed your legs and like it was just boner city oh my god (laughs) oh i don't know how you don't just levitate out of the room at that moment that's insanity yeah show us your left fantastic fantastic dares hilarious that being said it's so funny too to watch this because you're like show me your legs and you're like ooh, legs are so like that's so salacious (laughs) but meanwhile (coughs) the cleavage in this movie is off the charts like Oh, <laughs> it is a race to get your breast to your chin. Who can do it first? They're all racing and getting very close. I got to say, there's some records broken in yeah. this movie. Insanity. I'm watching it thinking, I mean, I wouldn't show up to a job interview like that, but that's the, that's, that's very uh, uh, reserved that, you know, they're like, well, you can't show ankles, but. Fine. Well, yeah. I mean, they had to re- they had to get through about five layers of clothes to get to the ankles. You true. Know what I mean? True. That's a that's a lot of layers. That one scene where she's undressing, I'm like, oh yeah, closer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. About halfway through, I was like, you look about comfortable now. Yes. I was like, all right, now we've gotten down to what I would wear <laughs> around around the home. That seems wild. Okay, so because you're you're riding hard for Salieri. Salieri, yeah. Okay, this is the one part where I'd be like, he's what? What? (laughs) Why? Okay, so the scene. Let's break it down. Yeah. Okay, so Mozart needs money, Mm -hmm. and he just wants to be appointed to this position. Salieri, um, says to the emperor, "Eh, I don't know if you can trust him around young girls. Well, and those oh, are... Oh, is that, is that after? That might be after. Mm, yeah. Okay, anyway. So Mozart does not... They decide... Oh, yeah. Salieri says, we don't want to show favorites. Just make everybody submit, right, to this panel. And that panel will decide who the best musician is to tutor mm-hmm. the princess. Mozart doesn't want to submit. 
Oh, yeah, he thinks he's too good for he's a cover letter. Too good to apply for the job. Write a couple paragraphs, Fuck man. Fuck you. Jesus Christ. We all have to send the uh, please book me emails. Yes. Christ. So, please, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, then Mozart, I'm, <laughs> we're going to get to the point in a minute, but the lead up is important. Mozart says, well, who's on the committee? And he goes, well, it's Salieri and like these two other good dudes. And he goes, oh, so all the Italians. <laughs> Italians don't have any taste in uh, uh, in, in music. And I'm like, fuck you, man. He like, also just... said they don't know love prior to this, yeah. by the way. Yeah. Crazy, uh, craziness. Wait, is this Vienna? I thought this was Italy. No. Anyway, Vienna is Austria, right? Who knows where they are? I'm sure this is just a historical fact that doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> major point of the movie. Okay. So then that's set. Mozart's like, I'm too good to submit. If they want me, they'll ask me to be this guy. Meanwhile, desperately needs a gig and is bitching to everybody that he doesn't get it. No. And we, we've all met a comedian like that. Just kicking like kick rocks because they yeah. didn't get into the festival they didn't apply for? Yeah, well, well why would they ask me? Because you didn't do the bare fucking minimum. Uh, Sign your name, dude. Jeez. So here's where it gets salacious. Yeah. Um, Mozart's wife who we first see him chasing around being a total pig to at some party for whatever, and you think he's harassing the maids, and it turns out it's his fiance or whatever. Anyway, his wife, bless her soul, steals Mozart's sheet music and comes to Salieri and says, I'm submitting these on behalf of my husband because he's too proud to do it. Salieri reads it and is like, well, this is perfection. This is the best music I've ever heard. It, like, overwhelms him. He's just like, clearly this man is the best musician ever. I fucking hate that he is. And then he asks uh, Mozart's wife, uh, Constant Constance? Yeah, Constance Mozart, to come back tonight. And she goes, but I'm a married woman. And he goes, to be very clear, that is the price of this. Ugh. Yeah, it's super gross. Uh, I don't like it. No, I don't like it either. Um, and then he's like praying and stuff like that. She shows up as just like, fine. Yeah, she. I think she's kind of like, you know what? I fuck musicians, sure. <laughs> she starts to undress, and then he calls in his uh, doorman, I guess, or his servant, and like has her ex- escorted out, like basically embarrassing her. Oh yeah, 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 and I don't. I, I need your read on that because like, you need my read. It's well, no, all, it's all horrible. <laughs> That's the read. It's all horrible. Okay, <laughs> half of this movie is just watching two men be horrible. <laughs> Although it does line up with most of the musicians I've met. So, <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, I'm just kidding. No, some of them are good people. Some of them are good people for sure. They um, just, the good ones just don't get work. <laughs> This is, uh, yeah, that scene is horrible. Okay, the other thing I would say that he does that I'm like, that is a a bridge too far, okay? It's one thing to be like, okay, this man should not be trusted around young women. These are just, that's just a fact, okay? These are just- Mozart shouldn't be. Absolutely. Little pot kettle, I think, but yes, absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. Okay. No way should this man be alone in a room <laughs> with a woman. Um, but the second thing that I find really bad is he sends in. How are you? What's the defense of the maid? The the quote quote unquote maid. Okay, because Sal hires a woman just to be like, go spy on this. He does. Bitch. He does. He does do that. And it's uh, Miranda from uh, Sex in the City. <laughs> 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 She's got to be about like sixteen at this point. Um, okay. What's the defense of that? Mozart's going fucking nuts. He is losing his mind. He's Mozart is losing his mind. And once again, I'm going to come back to this. He's ruining the gig for everybody. So the only re- so 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 the whole Figaro thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which was Figaro is a play that was banned because it causes distrust between the classes. And Salieri learns that the opera Mozart is working on is Figaro. So he brings, through the spy, through the, the maid spy, mm-hmm. 100%. Um, 
So he brings that to the emperor's attention. And I think that is the right thing to do because he's doing something dangerous that endangers the gig. And if he hadn't brought it to the emperor's attention at that point, what happens is he opens Figaro somewhere, the emperor learns about it, shuts everything down, Mozart gets killed. Yeah. You know? But Mozart now has a, a, a way to defend himself when he does that. That's true. I probably would be less upset, too, if the people listening in on me were also cleaning my place at the same time. Yeah. That's got to be bad. You know what I mean? If my phone just got legs all of a sudden, started washing dishes. All right, buddy. Now we got a good trade popping, huh? Well, we all have made that trade, right? <laughs> <laughs> like our phones and our technology is all listening to us, and yeah. we know that, so you don't say anything, right? I I'm sorry. <laughs> And, and Mozart's father makes this exact point. If a maid just shows up and says, somebody paid for me, they don't want to tell you who. Just a fan, just a fan said that they wanted me to be in your house and they're paying me money. I'm going to be like, okay, Alexa, uh, like classical era Alexa. Uh, <laughs> you're definitely spying on me. Yeah. Uh, I'm just saying, I would say that would be another point of like, okay, this isn't, I don't know. I don't think I can necessarily defend that. Okay. I would say every time he snitches on this guy, I think it's valid. Okay. This guy needs to be snitched on a bit. Also, Mozart, sorry, bud, you need to learn the job, all right? Thank you. If you've you. ever been at a job, especially anything creative, okay, you write something, you can think it's the best thing in the world, you ship it over, and they're like, absolutely not, 75% of this needs to change for this reason, and the reason is normally because I want it this way. Right. And you just, you do it. And then when you have your side thing, you do whatever you want. When it's your turn, you do whatever. I'm not saying it's fair, Mozart. Yeah. I'm not saying it's a fair world. I'm just saying that's the way the game is played. And that's the restrictions everybody else is working under, right? Like there is this there is this this thing in art where people assume that the people who break the rules are breaking rules like, "Oh, you can't it's a rule you can't write a hit musical about Alexander Hamilton." That's great. And then somebody does it and it's brilliant. Or like, you can't combine rock and rap and then somebody does it and it's cool, right? But no, the rules that get fucking broken <laughs> are the ones where it's just like, you fucked it up for everybody, you know? Yeah, no, he seems like he's going to get the whole system shut down. Do you think, just as a side note, do you think all of these people have the strongest necks of all time? Yes. This has got to be, you got to have. Those wigs? Woo, man alive. <laughs> I was like, forget about cell phone, tech neck. Okay, forget about tech neck. Wig neck had to have been a thing. Huh? Yeah. Like you have to have been getting your hunch on a little bit. That is, do you ever, like every time I get a haircut, it's like whatever, three inches of hair off my head. And I'm like, my God, you feel, I feel like I could run faster, which doesn't make any sense. And it's not true. But you're hundred percent right. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. I'm just like, oh my God, it's so light. Do I even have a brain? Like there's no, I feel like I'm floating on air. There was one scene where uh, uh, Mrs. Mozart is what I'll call her. <laughs> Mrs. Mozart. Uh, she walks in and she takes off a huge hat. And then there is like an equally comically sized wig underneath it. And I was just, exact thought you had. I was like, how? <laughs> just doing. <laughs> That's got to be like 10 pounds of hat and hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like these, these women are doing like reps. That's their gym. You know what I mean? They're just like <laughs> neck tucking back and forth. Just boom, boom, four, five, six. That's why they used to teach women to walk with a book on top of their head. Yeah. Because if the second you get that weight off center, even a little mm. bit, oh, that's you're, you're 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 Oh, you're, <laughs> you're turtling so hard, so fast. You're turtling. You have fallen and you can't get up. Yeah. Yeah, you get that five degrees off center. That's a, it's yeah. Jenga, baby. It's Jenga. It's all I love coming the down. look. Let's look like we're a hundred because none of us are gonna make it there. <laughs> this is what's hot to us now. Absolutely hilarious. The I I love the outfits. They went they went hard on these outfits. Yeah, no, they're it's a well done movie. Definitely. I mean, and I you know, gang, you know me. Not a fan of the three hour. I gotta tell you, couldn't find anything. Couldn't find the shorter one. Apparently, you can. There, there's there's a two hour forty. Woo! Would have loved to have maybe found that one, but again, 
I'll I'll sit for the full three. This was fun. Mo- I will. I would sit just for that laugh. That laugh was oh. the best. Mozart's laugh. I was like, I just want to perform for this actor playing this man. <laughs> Yeah. Because that is a laugh that you would find in an audience and go, now I'm only trying to make you laugh, buddy. Okay, I just, because yours is just going to radiate to everyone else. Everybody's going to start laughing because yep. you laughed. Fucking yum, yum, yum. Because it was on the perfect line of this could be annoying, but it's somehow not. It's somehow still in that frame of a charming kind of weird. I loved it. It's It's a manacle laugh. For sure. Yes. It's completely unhinged. Oh, that's what I like about it. Yeah. I, want, I just want, I want a sprinkling of unhinged people around me. Does that make any sense? I just want, <laughs> yeah. I want a light sprinkle <laughs> of the unhinged. But if keeps you, it spicy, Craig, you sh- want, you want a little bit of that around. It keeps it spicy. Oh, believe me. I know Rebecca. <laughs> <laughs> Craig, are you implying I'm unhinged? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> All right, fair enough. Fair enough. But with that laugh, what yeah. I would say is you're you're right. You find that as somebody in an audience and you're like, oh, this is fun. This is what the show is about. I'm not going to disagree with you. But if it's somebody you hate, picture that being another comedian. And then all of a sudden you hear that from the back and you go, that fucking guy's here. <laughs> yeah. I know he's here. Yeah. And there are comments like that, not not that I feel negatively about, but like uh, uh, K. Trevor Wilson, for example. I love K. Trevor. I'm not saying he's bad or whatever. Um, I've worked with him, good friend. But when he's in the back of the room, you know, because he's got this like deep oh, laugh. So you're on stage and you go, oh, K. Trevor's watching this. Um, oh, shit. People have told me. Yeah, that you're about me. Yeah, you're, yeah. You're, you're like that. Our producer Diana's like that. Yeah, like it's yeah. it's there's there's laughs that you can pick out. And if you hate that person, oh, it would be like nails on a chalkboard. Oh shit. <laughs> That's what I have to do now. I just have to arrive at my enemy shows and stand at the back and cackle. You're right. And they were like, What are you what's the problem? I was laughing. Oh <laughs> man, that is that is twisted evil. That is Ooh. Yeah, so like, I mean, and if you haven't seen Mozart, just picture the Joker laugh, mm-hmm. but with like a hint more of humanity. And only a hint. Yeah. No, Mozart's not a good, they they do this really great thing of just he's a, how you would imagine a pop star depicted. Yeah. Like he's exactly, he's that old school pop star, I guess, of uh, it's all women, all booze and drugs, all Bad the with time. money. Bad with money. I mean, I understand being bad with money, especially like that's that's a common thing with people that do art a lot sure. is they don't under that thing. D- There's something in your brain that disconnects a bit and goes, I don't understand this at all. I'm bad with it or whatever. Him, I would say it's probably more of a lifestyle situation of he has a very expensive lifestyle. I, I don't care how talented you are as a person. If I've just had a baby and you come home with five people, oh, <laughs> Lord, it ha- get ready. Buckle up, buddy. You're going to get an absolute strip torn off you. <laughs> There's no question. She's a baby. She's feeding it. She's like, she's so calm about it, too. Like, oh, somebody came by. Like, it was just like different information. You should be working. Not who the fuck are these motherfucking... Oh my God, that child is going to learn so much language, so much colorful language on a regular basis. <laughs> if that is the stuff you're pulling, I could not tolerate. You pushed a person out of your vagina. Just stay home for a minute. <laughs> Just relax. Yeah. Te- teach some people some piano. You think you're too good to play for dogs. This is what it is sometimes. Sometimes yes, you've that- got a shit gig. You come in, you play for the dogs. And you you take your paycheck and you leave. And to be honest, with you, I've had a couple of gigs that went so poorly. I got tipped because they felt so bad. Right. Okay. You just have to. You got to bear down and do it. This yes. is the job. Sometimes. Yeah. I watched that dog scene because, like, so once again, he goes to try and teach this this girl piano, and they've got so many dogs, and the dogs are just howling whenever. And Mozart, to his credit, figures out how to play piano in a way that the dogs don't howl. So he he got the room, you know, he won yes. the room over. 
They loved him at that point, but he's like, you've got me playing for dogs and storms off like an idiot. And then later in the movie, comes back begging for that position back. Yes. And then when they were like, she's married now <laughs> and has moved away. And he goes, can I get a loan then? Yeah, <laughs> like, he shows up and he's like wasted when wasted. he shows up. Just out of his mind, dude. You couldn't get... You couldn't get a job at Booster Juice with that kind of attitude, dude. <laughs> you gotta show up a bit professional, all right? Can't show up with these cloudy eyes. This is insanity. No, no, no. You're not getting a job nowhere with that kind of attitude. No, he's off the chain for sure. He's really off of it. I would also, okay, I also wanna make the argument kind of my, if we're arguing for Sal, I, he yes. is the va- he's the villain, right? We're arguing for him. This story is told through his eyes. Correct. It, it, it is, is exactly told He's through the his guy eyes. Who's, That's yeah. how it is displayed to us, right? So I think I think this man thinks he's had a lot more impact on Mozart's life than it actually has. Because the way he speaks of this man, it is of obsession and admiration. It's not of, like, I, I was villainous towards this person necessarily. Like, he kind of has that underlying tone to it of, like, I affected his life in, in these ways. I would argue that might not have even happened like that. It didn't even roll mm. out. Because even in his own mind, through his own vision, he had so little to do with Mozart's death. Yeah, no. It no. was just like we stayed up all night. <laughs> <laughs> that one night we stayed yeah. up all night. I killed him. <laughs> I was George. writing so fast, the notes were flying out of them, and it was just too many notes. We'd been telling them all movie. It's just too many notes. <laughs> and they just kept flying out of them. We, you know, we tried to warn them. <laughs> like, oh my God. But in terms of art criticism, though, too many notes is like. Well, what was wrong with it? Just, uh, there's too many notes? It's like, well, which ones would you remove? <laughs> 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 I love it. And then there's another point where, and this is Salieri, and this is fucking good advice, where Mozart goes like, well, what, what was wrong with it? Because it, like, closes right away. Like, it closes after a week. Figaro, right? Oh, yeah, it was, like, nine shows. Because the emperor, it, yeah. emperor yawns at it. And uh, Mozart goes to Salieri, what, um, well, what went wrong? And, Salieri says he's like the the emperor has an hour's worth of attention and you gave him four, right? You gave him four hours. And honestly, it's like for a three hour movie. Buddy, I normally don't identify. I do not identify with emperors very uh, very often. But that absolutely yes, we're talking about an hour and a half movie, sir. Yes, we wanted it in an afternoon. That Figaro could be tight. Yes. An hour and a half Figaro. Woo! It just, that's humming along. You know that. Oh! Yeah, Figaro, 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 Figaro. Figaro. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're get, to, get to that part. Make it a matinee. We all, we all, I've never seen an opera my entire life. I know the part of Figaro. Yes! Yeah. Get to that. Get to the greatest hits. Cut all the, cut all the clever shit. Yeah, no. Four hours? I was on board for that. As soon as he said four hours, I was like, absolutely. Okay. Because good art needs an editor. Yeah. There, yeah, yeah. I said it. Mm-hmm. Are you listening, Apatow? <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes. There's no need. There's just no need. You're so close. <laughs> but people, there's there's this rich history recently of people getting too famous where nobody tells them no, right? Mm. Um, uh, 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 Beetlejuice, Edward Scissorhands, um, uh, why well, can't I think of his name right now? Uh, Tim Burton? <laughs> Tim Burton. Nobody's, people stopped telling him no and he made like Alice in Wonderland and it's fucking horse shit, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, man, I'm blanking on names, but Tenant, somebody should have told him no. Okay, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, just because you were successful doesn't mean you can't, you still need notes. Yeah, cut it down, man. You're not seeing the whole scope of this. You need to step back. <laughs> We're going to get in so much trouble from a classical music person being like, are you suggesting that Mozart (laughs) needs to be edited down? For this movie, yes. Yes. For this movie. Okay. From this man's perspective, absolutely. Let's get the greatest Mozart hits. If if it doesn't fit on an eight track, I don't want to hear it. Oh, yeah. (laughs) 
Although I don't think anybody would call me classy or classical. <laughs> I don't think this. I'm not. I'm not sure if I'm the audience that no. that man would be trying to cater to. Well, except I would argue he sort of is, because we see Mozart later in the movie, and he's sort of given up on trying to impress the emperor, and he's attending these. Um, like these comedies, these plays, I, I want to call them a pantomime, but they're, they're not. Um, and they're like very base and like for the people, you know what I mean? Like they're vulgar. Like the, the, the funniest thing that happens in a theater in this movie is somebody feeds a fake horse an egg and then throws a live chicken out of its butt (laughs) and the crowd goes wild. And Mozart is like, yes, that. <laughs> this is where my people are, right? And people even say to him, like, if you if you did uh, Figaro for, like, the common people, they would have fucking loved it, right? That is true. I mean, he does... I feel like he just indulges himself too... I, it, through the scope of this film, okay? He indulges in himself too often of, like, oh, we're going to go... We're not just going to go a bit. We're going to go super deep to the point where, like, uh, the one uh, performance he puts on after his dad dies. Yeah. Truly, er, er, nobody liked that. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. That, and that was the popular. That was people going, hey, uh. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's one thing if, like, okay, if this is just based off of one person, like the emperor, and I love that so much of, like, if he yawns once, if he yawns twice, if he yawns three times, kind of this, like, standard that they've all figured out, which is great because I've also had that audition before. Yep. Of like, okay, so if he looks up from Candy Crush, then you're probably doing super well. <laughs> and it's like, oh man, does this, I hate this. I hate this so fucking much. What do you mean if he looks up from Candy Crush? Yeah, if you get a little smile from somebody, that's a that's an applause break. Yeah, but yeah. I think there's several occasions where we see what he's doing isn't even for the population. It's not like the population could see this man yawn and then make a make a decision based off of that. It's like the response was fine. Yeah. Because some things transcend like he is a composer's composer. Yeah. Okay. And we've all seen that. I'm going to bring everything back to comedy because we're just on this trail now. Yeah, this is about art. (laughs) But like, we all know that comedian. Okay? The comedian's comedian. That they will do well in front of some audiences, but there's others that they're like, we don't get this. Why are you doing, why are you subjecting us to this? Yes, because it's meta or it's anti-comedy or it's got like six layers to it. And if you're like a comedy nerd, you'll totally love this. And everybody else is like, what the fuck? Yeah, most audiences are like, tell me about how you hate your wife. Yeah, oh no. I actually think we've aged out of that as we a society. Okay. I've seen that go very poorly a lot often. Okay, good, so, good, 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 good. Yeah, people don't like that. They're just like, then divorce your wife why are you doing this <laughs> we, we could all be happy yeah too much of the population just knows what therapy is now <laughs> like please 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 shut this down you have to be the butt of the joke if you're gonna do any of that now it feels like i don't know i haven't i haven't traveled in a lot of places <laughs> maybe it's been a couple years yeah, yeah maybe there's some <laughs> spots that this is still kicking but i don't see it a lot anymore to say fair so i think fair. that's that's evened out a bit i i mean okay <laughs> As far as villains go, I think I don't like both of these men. Is that a fair? <laughs> I empathize with Sal- uh, Salieri so much more, though. Like, to be that guy who has dedicate, literally mm. dedicated his entire life yep. and who believes that if he sacrifices enough, God will bless him with being a good composer. And to having worked his way up from, like, nothing to literally being the court composer. Yeah. And then just to like have this guy walk in and be the talk of the town. Oh, also. goes all the rules and the insults. Oh, lay pipe on your crush too. Unreal. Just smack, smack, smack. Because he's like, I'm celibate, right? (laughs) I don't. So he's got this little crush on this Katerina girl. uh, And he's like, you don't want to do a Mozart play. (laughs) Believe me. Like. It's about a brothel. Like, like mm-hmm. you're better than that. And she's like, I'll do it. And that Katarina girl, they never show it, but for sure Mozart was sleeping with her, right? Oh, 1,000%. Oh, 
thousand percent. Yeah. One thousand percent. He flies in there like, oh, you just saw my fiance. Oh no. <laughs> so that also means I gotta say, like, there's no way she's the one and only. No. There's no, no way. Like, even that scene where he brings home everybody after his wife just had a baby. Oh, they he's were like, gonna oh, fuck. and this woman who's who's lovely, <laughs> like Okay, what are you trying to spin here? And you see him sneaking out and going to uh, parties with like actors yes. and musicians and stuff like that, where I think they're all in their underwear. It's very hard to tell <laughs> <laughs> because they're all fully clothed. Yes. Um, but like, yeah, he's clearly do he's doing this. And what I'll say is because this movie is from Salieri's perspective, we only actually hear about the ones that he knows about, which is Salieri's, uh, you know, crush, uh, Katarina. Um, you know, he he he's heard of these other things, him going around with actresses and stuff. But um okay. The insult at the masquerade party. Uh, unnecessary. Do you like it's so harsh. It We're, is really he literally farts. Yes. Because so he goes like, Oh, you're it's like Mozart can play. They're holding him upside down. and He can still play the piano and stuff. And they're like, uh, do him. They're like, do Handel. And he's like, that's too. I don't want. How boring. I don't want to do Handel. And they're like, uh, do do whoever. And he's like, okay. And he's like, he's basically playing in the style of other composers. And then uh, Salieri in a mask goes, uh, do Salieri. So he's kind of asking for it. Like, oh, I don't, but yeah. like, but but you know, like it. Oh God. It, it, <laughs> who among us does would not relish the idea of getting that peek behind the curtain of what do people think of me? No, never around? read the comments. <laughs> never. No, read but other the comments. No, but other other comedians. I oh. guarantee you there's another comedian where you're like, I wonder. No, 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 dude. I get, I don't want, I do not want to hear any of that. Right after a show, if I hear, say I'm I'm going by the green room or whatever, and I hear somebody say my name, I walk so much faster. Really? I don't want to know. Okay. I do not want to know I think anything that you don't want to tell me to my face. I think that's healthier. Oh, Good dude. For you. Oh, I can't. But I, I guess I, I can't understand. have a meltdown in the back of this club right now. I'm not doing this. But Keep you, walking. But you understand the temptation anyway. Oh, I'll have a half second, but yeah. my body will go, no, no, no. <laughs> We're going to get to stepping right, All right now. Let's, let's even rephrase it a little bit, right? I'm up on stage. Me, your, your buddy, Craig Fay. Yeah. I'm up on stage, and I'm doing uh, impersonations of other comedians that we know. Okay. Aren't you interested to hear me do your an impersonation oh, of you? Mm -mm. Yeah, I I will do that because I find that is um, a compliment. Okay. In that sense, I've had people do that for me, or not on stage, right. but they're like, oh, you know, like like Luba has a you, and then she'll do it. Yeah. And it's like, oh, that's fun because, like, first of all, you're willing to do it. If you're willing to do it to my face, then that's just yeah. Right. Secondarily, if you can. If, if there's like a me thing, then that means that I'm probably unique in some way. Sure. That you can do a me. I love that. That's good for a performer. Yeah. That's good branding. So if I went up on stage, I was like, hey, buddy. Yeah, buddy, buddy, buddy. <laughs> yeah, you'd laugh. I would laugh. But if I made a stupid face and just farted into the microphone, which is exactly what Mozart does yes. basically to Salieri, you would be livid. I, not if I asked for it, I think. Uh, if I was the one that teed it up, I'd be like, all right, you know, hoist it. You know what I mean? Like it's- Hoist <laughs> it by my own petard? Exactly. Like it's, he set himself up in that moment. Okay, I will say what he did there was fucked because afterward, like later in the movie, he's like, oh, I always thought you didn't like me. You have not acted like you like this man one time. Mozart, why are you looking for love when you're not giving it at yeah. all? The first, okay, yes. Just to jump back to one of the worst things he does, because I can't, if anybody ever did this to me, I would lose my mind. This is the most insulting thing Mozart does, which is come in, memorize his music right away, fair enough. Okay. Oh, and like, this is like, like off, this the, is, yes. off the get. Off the get, okay. Memorizes his music. That's one thing. You're trying to impress your employer. Okay, I can get behind that. That's fine. But then to slam on the people that are kind of in charge of you in a sense of like, okay, and not only that, am I going to show you how it should be better? And what you did was, mm, 
I don't know, the work of a child <laughs> kind of attitude. Yes. In front of everybody. It's one thing to go afterwards and say, yeah, hey. Let's workshop this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You imagine I come into the green room and I'm like, buddy, that joke, close to something may be good. Here's some tags. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, if you're going to give somebody tags, you do it privately. You don't do it in front of like everybody. You don't heckle. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, you're not yelling them out as like, I'm not yelling them out of the back of the room while you're doing it. Yeah. So no, that, that was that was the big to me that was a huge dunk. I was like, man alive, that's a dunk. Yes, super insulting. Um, oh, and the other part we forgot to mention is when he when Salieri does like read his things, his his sheet music. He goes, these are first drafts, and there's no mistakes. He's like, you didn't correct anything. He's like, because up until this point, he he thinks that this is all a fluke. He's like, this guy got lucky. He's a yes. one-hit wonder. And then he sees that he's spouting pure perfection, unedited, right from his brain onto the page. And that's why he said off the top, there's nothing mo- more infuriating than talent. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I just try and put that coal into a uh, working fire of like, yeah. all right. Oh, good for you. <laughs> saying i don't have thoughts okay yeah yeah yeah. you know what i mean but at the mo- at the end of the day i just go home and go okay how can i be better let's try and be better but uh <laughs> yeah no doubt no doubt sometimes you see some people and you're like oh my god if only you're just like a duck to water man and i yeah. gotta try well and i think the other t- side of that coin is you have met somebody who works their fucking ass off and doesn't get anywhere, right? Mm. And you go, you work so hard and you never get any better. And I think for me, the insecurity is, where do I lay on that scale? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Right? Like, okay. how, And how much harder am I going to have to work to get to the Mozart level. Like, I'm never going to be oh, a Mozart. dude, I have we're, ne- we're never being a Mozart. <laughs> no, no, no. But, like... No, 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 no. Who's your, who's your local Mozart? Who's your, you know... Okay, yeah. Who's your district Mozart? <laughs> your contemporary, you know? And then you're like, and who's the worst person, worst musician, worst artist, worst person you've ever seen who will never give up on it? And you go, where am I in between... I suppose so. Like, you know people where you're like, you shouldn't even be doing this as a hobby. Oh, like, <laughs> now I'm just bummed out. Now I'm just, I'm just sad now. I don't like this. <laughs> I don't like this line we're like, going down. You meet somebody who's missing seven fingers, and you're like, maybe you should give up woodworking, man. Like, maybe it's just not real. <laughs> no, those guys are the best. They've learned all the lessons. <laughs> There's three more to go. Uh, <laughs> Shit. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I am the whole movie. I was just like, I'm Team Salieri, man. I I think he had his moments. He had his moments where I was really on board. He had his other moments where I'm like, Nah, this is a bridge too far. Like you can't. I don't. I don't know. I think he's a. I will. I will. Uh, my sort of final point for Salieri will be he is actually the the style of artist that we should all um, idolize. As opposed to the mad genius is the guy who the stories get told about, right? And that's every form of art, music, art, comedy, theater, whatever. The, the fucking manacle genius is the one they go like, and they, uh, they, they stayed up 24 hours a day writing and mm-hmm. then died at 32. And you go, yeah, but you know that there's been like actors who have been in like toothpaste commercials and have worked for like, 42 years <laughs> that's fair i i like you know? I, I, I like a good mix you know me <laughs> i like a sprinkle <laughs> i want the middle management of art to be yeah. celebrated is what i'm saying <laughs> i like that <laughs> all right well guys um i guess it's time for our uh definitive ranking of the villain i yes. guess we're, we're both doing sal yeah course. yeah 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 we're both in salieri so um uh i've got the um so since uh, uh mozart Father was also a uh, musician. Uh, um, I did the musicians whose parents were also musicians scale. Okay, so on a scale of Nancy Sinatra, daughter of Frank Sinatra, uh, all the way up to Liza Minnelli, daughter of Judy Garland, 
Uh, I'm going to give Mozart a Miley, a Miley Cyrus. <laughs> because he came in like a fucking wrecking ball. <laughs> <laughs> ruined everyone else's oh shit. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, so I've got um, the ridiculous dare scale because that oh. one party scene just killed me so hard of what the dares they were doing. So I've got um, from uh, lift up your hair to um, putting your butt in the punch, uh, <laughs> I'm going to give Sal a kiss of fish. Uh, he's, he leaves a bit of a bad taste in my mouth. I'm not going to lie, but it was fun to watch. <laughs> 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 love it. Absolutely love it. And guys, there. Uh, before we get to our heroes and villains of the week, where we discuss people who've inspired or disappointed us in our personal lives, a couple ways that you can help out the podcast. Uh, so uh, we we are on Patreon, everyone. Patreon.com slash the villain was right, which if you don't know what Patreon is, hey, I'm going to tell you. Uh, just relax. It's fine. We'll, we're going to get through it. Uh, Patreon is a, it's a monthly subscription service where you can choose to support uh, the artists and the creators that you like. Like, uh, hey, maybe the villain was right and uh if you choose to support us on there uh we've got a whole bunch of different tiers with different reward levels um so our highest tier of the month is uh gets you uh two bonus episodes every month i do a pick and rebecca does a pick uh this month january my pick is uh spider-man into the spider-verse so we're going to talk about uh movies where the villain wasn't right and uh, just uh, let you know our thoughts on them and we get a little silly. And uh, we also have other benefits that include early release of episodes and being able to vote on the audience choice. Um, so if, you, if you've if you got a couple uh, dollars in, to spare and you want to help us out uh, financially, that's great. Head on over to patreon.com slash thevillainwasright. And as always, if you want to follow us, you can follow us on Twitter at VWR Podcast. Get at us on Facebook at Villain Was Right. Uh, just, you know, the page. You can like us there. Send us some messages. You guys have been really good at sending us messages if something messes up, which we love because we don't know when that happens sometimes. So we really, really appreciate that quality control you guys are giving us. Um, and, of course, you can email us at villainwasright at gmail.com if you want to get personal with us, which there's been some really nice personal messages lately. We always appreciate Appreciate that. And now, guys, it is time for our heroes and villains of the week. I've got a hero this week, just a light one, but it's anybody who canceled plans. Good for you if you cancel plans. I'm not saying if you didn't cancel plans, you're a villain this week. I'm saying the people that did are heroes. I I was like, Craig is a hero. I was supposed to go to Craig's place for New Year's Eve, and we just and Craig just thought, you know what? Best not. Best not. This thing is raging. COVID is raging in Ontario right now, as is, I think, most of uh, North America currently is on COVID fire. So just anybody that, you know, canceled plans, changed it, kind of buckled down for the holidays. Good for you, because it is it's tough stuff. It's tough stuff, guys, if, especially if you were alone this holidays and you decided to just sit on your own. And, you know, maybe you played Mario Kart and ate half a pie for New Year's. Just off the top of my head, maybe that's what you did. Um, <laughs> what, what flavor? <laughs> it, uh, cherry. Anyway, <laughs> so, so, you know, just whatever. Uh, if, if you cancel plans. What character? <laughs> oh, for Mario? Tr- I've been trying to be. So after uh, we talked about uh, Super Mario Brothers. Um, I actually started replaying um, uh, Mario Brothers 2 because I haven't uh, okay. beat it. And after we talked about it, I was like, I have to beat it. So I've been working my way through that. Anyway, um, congratulations, everyone, for you know making it through another year. Let's do our best. You're my hero of the week. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, I love that I'm sort of the hero of the week. And then I'm going to go for canceling plans, and I'm going to go ahead and shit on <laughs> Because my villain of the week is uh, New Year's 2022. Oh, what a garbage fire that was. So as you said, uh, we were supposed to have people over, uh, Kat and I, for a combination New Year's party and housewarming party. And literally everybody on Twitter and everyone I follow almost has COVID. It's fucking crazy. Um, So we canceled, which sucks. It was the right thing to do. So it was just Kat and I, and we stayed in and didn't even get to talk to friends on Zoom because we all were like, we're not doing that shit again, you know? So it was just this, like, kind of really low-key night just on the couch drinking wine, ran out of the wine. We switched to champagne that somebody gave us, which I don't think is the order you're supposed to do that. And then switched to beer. (laughs) Like, it was a real whole night. But then um, we go, oh, it's almost midnight, and we turn on the feed for the uh, Times Square ball drop. And we tune in, 
with exactly one second left, which was, I will say this in retrospect, perfect timing. (laughs) (laughs) Because they do it, and this is the most depressing thing I've ever seen. So it's just long pans over this crowd and just billboards in Times Square, but everything seems like empty, and there's just people with masks hanging out, wearing um, Planet Fitness top hats, these purple Planet Fitness top hats with masks on, and just degrade celebrities then doing a minute worth of ball puns. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and then the 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 creme de la creme of this, the cream of the crop is then they just start blaring Frank Sinatra's New York, New York into the night air. And because it's such a cavernous space, because it's like echoing and distorted in a way that you know in horror movies. Yeah when the record is like wobbly or the tape recorder is dying and it's it's sort of this sign that not everything is right and it's been a long time since anyone's been here. That's what it sounded like. So it was just like, New York, New York. And just like echoing as like these planet fitness hats are just bobbing around. And I'm just like, everybody I know in New York has COVID. This is, it was apocalyptic. <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> and I finished my beer and I went to bed. <laughs> That's my villain of the week. The the, I, the apocalyptic Times Square. <laughs> Planet Fitness Times Square New Year's Eve spectacular. Every time I see stuff like that, I'm like, we are in the Matrix. We are. Yeah. We just are. What algorithm pushed this out? <laughs> what happened? <laughs> Yeah, that's that's wild. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. Well, I, as always, guys, um, you can follow me at Rebecca Reads on Instagram or Twitter if I ever decide to use those again. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You can follow me at Craig Fay Comedy on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, I guess I'm also on Instagram, too. <laughs> Hardly ever post anything on there. And also CraigFay.com for uh, uh, show dates when those happen again. We'll see. And, uh, guys, uh, that's it for us this week. Uh, next week, tune in. Uh, we've got a great one for you we're doing Step Brothers. uh very excited to do that will ferrell movie and until then this is the villain was right reminding you to keep your eyes on your own work and never compare yourself to other artists <laughs> the villain was right is produced by andrew ivamy as part of the from superheroes network for more great podcasts like this as well as web comics articles and so much more visit from superheroes.com <laughs>